A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. The Rochester Adams Highlanders, they defeated Oxford this evening 33-7. Here to talk about that with me is head coach Tony Petrito. Coach Petrito, great win this evening. How did you guys get it done tonight? Uh, we started real fast, uh, scored our first two possessions. Um, Parker Pico, as always, big run in the first possession, then a long pass to Brady Priestcourt on the second one. Um, so at halftime, it was 20 to nothing, and uh, we we – scored early in the third quarter and Parker was done for the night. Um, and a bunch of other kids got to step up and play and they did a really nice job and our defense played well the whole game. So they didn't score until 30 seconds left in the game. I was following that game tonight and your defense looked really sharp this evening. What were some things that you were most impressed with, with the defensive unit this evening? Well, they've been able to run the ball almost everybody they played. Um, they're well coached, you know, in terms of how they do what they do on both sides of the ball. And uh, we had really good fits, and we stayed away from the big play. And our pass coverage is better than it's been. So it was a great overall effort as a team. And we talked about it last week. It's important to win in all phases of the game. And special teams came up with another big play for you this evening. It seems right. like all three of your units are clicking very well right now. When you're in week six of the high school football season and there's three weeks until playoff time, how important is it to make sure that all of those units are doing what they are supposed to be doing? Well, number one, we're not thinking about playoff stuff. Don't do not do that. <laughs> I won't we're, jinx you. I'm sorry. Friday. Um, but, yeah, clearly to beat good opponents, you can't have lapses in any phase. OD or special teams. And for us, you know, typical has been great all year getting the ball in the end zone. Um, we, we had a bad snap on one of our extra points, which put us behind it a little bit today. Got to fix that. But, yeah, the, the muff punt recovery and, and just the kickoff coverage was exceptional. Um, our, our assistant coaches did a great job designing some good schemes, and, you know, that, that's really important. You were talking about that big start early. You got those two big plays to really get things going for you guys. Was that kind of like the mindset going in that you wanted to get uh, on top of them early, or did you just have some plays that – really just opened themselves up to be successful for you. you had that 20 yard run by Parker early in the first quarter. And then he just connected on that big bomb to Brady. Were yeah. you hoping that that uh, was going to play out that way or did, uh, you know, the chips just fell where they may. Well, you know, it's, it's you, know, you just want to execute. So um, our offensive staff did a great job of creating a good plan for that first possession. And we actually drove, you know, 80 yards down the field to score that touchdown. So it was the continuity of the drive that was really good. We had balance with different guys carrying the ball, and Parker finished it. Um, you don't ever plan to get off to a, to a big lead, but we like to possess the ball, and we don't like to punt. So um, if that leads to two touchdowns, so be it. So, yeah, we were real happy with the start. I saw something tonight from Parker this evening. We know how great of a pitcher he is, and he's going to have a chance to showcase that when he goes to Alabama next year. 
But tonight, with throwing the football, he had a tremendous pass right near the goal line to Jake Sukart. That was a beautiful throw. And Jake had a guy on him, and Parker was able to just pinpoint that ball and get it to him to set up a one-yard run that he would later score on. What is it about him and his his field presence that he's able to just connect on so many great plays like that, especially when he may have to move out of the pocket and make something happen? Well, you nailed it. That was an extended play. Um, Kind of our protection broke down a little bit, and he felt the backside pressure, which is really kind of difficult. And he slid out of the pocket to his right, and then off balance, off the wrong foot, threw the ball 38 yards on a line, directed to Sukar's hands. That's not coaching. That's just a really gifted kid making a big play at a key moment. So, yeah, we're so blessed to have him. What are some things about his game in terms of mechanics that he just brings to the table? Because we know how good he can be running the football, but when right. you need him to have that pocket presence or or just to be able to extend plays, what is it about uh, his just mindset uh, whenever he's looking for somebody? What's interesting is he's absolutely fearless. and he has great natural vision, and because there's no fear and, 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 a, and a willingness to keep his eyes down the field, those late-breaking plays, he had one like that in our first game against St. Mary's. It was absolutely unbelievable, running out of bounds to his right, to Demarcus Rouse. Um, that you got to have courage, and you got to have a kind of an inherent savvy about knowing when the ball's got to get out of your hand. And the thing about him is his arm is so naturally strong. He doesn't have to have his feet set or have a sips in a good position to make a throw with great force. Who are some of your other big performers this evening? Uh, Rock Orsini had some huge plays on defense, uh, especially when they're threatening in our zone. He had a big tackle for loss. Um, you know, clearly, clearly he's an emotional leader on our defense. Tate Pico, as always, in terms of his physicality and putting the ball down. Um, Jake Sukar had an interception, two long pass catches. You know, he played way more deep tonight because one of our very best players, Nick Patera, did not dress or play for the game. Um, so, yeah, those guys all stepped up. Uh, Lachlan Tillerson, our backup quarterback, played pretty much the whole second half. He's a sophomore. And he came in and did a nice job and uh, led us to uh, a couple touchdowns or one touchdown at least in the fourth quarter. So I'm proud of all those guys. Yeah, it sounds like you, you had a great team effort this evening against an Oxford team that is maybe not uh, having the season that they would have hoped for after the way they finished last year, but you knew you were going to be in for a fight this evening. We talked about it last week. You have a lot of connections to the guys over at Oxford, and this has been a very emotionally tough season for them after everything they went through last year with the tragedy that took place there. What was it like for you to get a chance to see those guys and to interact with them after the game? Well, you know, it's like we, we, the best part about this is I hate it. I hate it all week, like prepping and knowing how well they know me and how much respect I have for their knowledge and their ability to coach kids. It's it's to me, it's almost terrifying, for lack of a better expression. I hate it. Um, but once I saw them in person on the field before the game, hugs and I love you and, you know, how's the family? And you talk about their kids and all the, these are just men that really do right by kids. Once you get into the game, though, it's game on. Like, it's their competitors, you know, it's we're going to battle. Oxford's a prideful group of individuals, and they play the game the right way. It's a very physical game tonight from both teams. A lot of smacking going on. Um, after the game, it's more, you know, it's like, especially a game that went like this, I, it's bittersweet for me because I, I will root for those guys to win every game except when they play us. And even then, 
it's just hard because I those are those are great friends of mine and you know it's a real this is a relationship business man and we've been through the trenches so it's bittersweet I'm happy we won um, I don't revel in this one like I would maybe some other games because those guys are so close. Well, looking at where you are now, we won't talk playoffs until that time comes. So for, yeah. I'll take that off the board right now. But Thanks. you do have Stony Creek next week, and that's a team yeah. that's a part of your community in Rochester. What are right. those games usually like? I don't think we've had a chance to really talk about you and Stony Creek like we have Rochester. Well, again, great battles. Um, you know, it's like th- this one's probably a little bit more vitriol than the Rochester rivalry right now um, because everybody knows each other so well. And in terms of how our community perceives this game, um, I, I know for Stony Creek, this is their entire season. This is everything for them. Um, they, there's nothing they want more than to beat Adams. Um, that's not a secret. I'm not sharing anything that's inside information. Um, so we know we're going to get their very, very best effort. Um, so for us, we talked about it on the field after the game tonight. Like, we have to amp up. Um, I actually believe after the game last Friday against Wilmfield, I told our team in our team meeting, this is, we're at the crossroads. Like in this sport, it's not about who you're playing and great teams don't get too high or too low. You're at the crossroads. Either you're going to continue to get better like you did when you played West Bloomfield, or you're going to go backwards. And in many ways we got better. We had a bunch of dudes step up. Brady didn't play in the second half. Parker played one series in the second half. We had a bunch of guys, Patera didn't dress and play at all. We had a bunch of guys step up, which makes me so happy. But this week against Stoney, we know that this will be the best game they play all year. So for us, we have to be at our best we're going to get beat. Looking at the scoreboard right now, they gave Clarkston a pretty good fight this evening. That game was uh, just a 28-14 loss for Stony Creek against a very good Clarkston team, a team that you guys have seen. So they're obviously going to be thinking bounce back uh, next week against you guys, especially with everything that you've done in the community. What are some things that you really hope your guys focus on as you get ready for this one next week? Well, we call it the rat poison, which is homecoming. So, like, that, that's how, as coaches, we talk about that, those off-the-field distractions. Um, and not really focus too much on Stony Creek. We need to focus on Adams. So we're going to try to get our act together, clean up every phase, get better in everything we do. You know, we're pretty banged up physically as a team after our stretch the last few weeks. Try to get healthy and be ready for a big, big punch from those guys because they're going to come with everything they have, and we're going to have to be ready. It's going to be bad. So. We're going to try to focus on what's going on between the white lines and get our pace downhill on both sides of the ball where it should be because they're a pretty good defense and, and they, they like to possess the ball in offense. And, you know, they got some really good players and we're, we're going to have to get ready. You just said some of the same things that I was talking to with Freeland football coach Kevin Townsend a little while ago to start the show. He also said that homecoming can be a huge distraction when you're playing those games and you're just trying to focus on what's going on in the field with all of that going on, how do you guys tune that out and just stay focused on uh, the task at hand? It's such a challenge stuff. Cause yeah, I'm an old dude. So <laughs> for me, it's easy, but I'm not a 16 year old kid and it's a shiny toy. You know I mean? It's like, I, I guess I need to be more realistic in my goals sometimes, but we have to ask for it or we're not going to get it. So we're going to ask really, really hard for the kids to lock in keep their eye on the prize and not worry about all the other stuff and focus on what's going on between the white lines. And our defense coordinator, Mark McFarland is the king of that. He will remind them. He's the one that coined the term rat poison. So he said it tonight on the field after the game. So as coaches, we're going to be locked in and try to be a good example for the kids. And we're going to do our best to keep them in phase 
and what we're trying to accomplish. That said, uh, how thrilled are you guys to know that this is going to be something that's going to bring out a lot of people. They're going to get a lot of support from the community and they're all going to be a part of this with you guys. Yeah. You know, we are so blessed. Like my administration, our principal assistant principals, our community, um, the, the local kids, like, you know, old people live in the neighborhoods. They come out for us for our games. It's like we are so lucky. Um, and I would compliment Oxford, by the way. They were out in force tonight. It was senior night there, and there was a massive crowd who was so supportive. And they stayed to the end of the game, and they did this classy senior walk. They recognized Tate Meyer. Like, they do things so right there. I believe at Adams, in our community, we have a very similar kind of community where, like, these people come out, like, and they, and they cheer, and they're loud, and it's so great for our kids to be supported like that. I think they know how lucky they are. What was that like, just getting a chance to see that for them after everything that they've been through? Yeah, it's uh, – the empathy level, I just can't – I'm trying to get there as a coach. It's so hard because it's my worst nightmare. Um, but, you know, we dedicated the game in our locker room to Tate's memory um, and the other victims before we went out in the field and played tonight. Um, we are so respectful of that. Um, we clap for – when they mentioned Tate in that senior class, um, he was a great player and a great kid by all accounts. And for me, it's humbling. Like it's that community's done such a great job of, of, of with great respect, remembering that young man and the other victims and they don't let it go. Um, and I give them credit for that. Like there's, they stay positive, but they're also not forgetting. You know, I didn't get a chance to meet Tate. I wish that I had. I wish I'd have taken that chance to go to an Oxford game and just get a chance to talk to him for a few minutes because he has left such an impression on even people like myself who didn't get to meet him. And I'm glad that you guys took that opportunity to join in on that because that's ultimately what this is all about. It's about community and bringing people together from different towns to just be a part of something special for a couple of hours. And it looks like you guys gave your community a great show tonight. But at the same time, you showed some respect and love to somebody else that's that's hurting. And I think that's one of the things that we forget that this sport can really do for people. Yeah, like as leaders of young men like this, as coaches, we have a responsibility to do everything we can to model and take advantage of those opportunities. And when coaches don't, it's a huge, huge failure. Um, and I'm far from perfect. And I have a lot of people who I trust telling me what to do sometimes so I don't mess it up. Um, but I feel very fortunate that we had a chance to be part of that. And I had a chance to meet him. And I, some of my best friends know him and wrestled with him. And, and it's just like, I, again, we should celebrate all of our kids no matter what. And that's what our sports are supposed to be about. And we shouldn't be talking about recruiting and who won or who lost and who's a five-star. Like, this is a celebration of youth and team and life journey. And sounds campy, I know, but that's really what's important to me. Yeah, Tony, that's why I created this show, so that guys could have a chance to talk about uh, the kids that are so important to them and just to get a chance to talk about their kids because – if you don't have those kids, you don't have a program. You, you don't have much to really talk about other than I don't know what, because it's it's all about kids and building them up. And I'm glad that you took some time this tonight to talk to me about your guys. Each week is a battle. And I'm looking right now at the standings in the OA Red. And with so many teams right now that uh, are competing for that top spot, 
there's no really clear way to see who's going to win this conference because everybody is so good right now. 100%. And it's at this point to stay, stay focused on what's happening in the next day and hope you're better. Um, and that will all take care of itself. It's all said and done. Tony, thank you so much for making some time for me this evening. I really appreciate it. And I wish you guys all the best next week at homecoming. Thanks, Duff. Want more Rochester Adams football? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also find all my previous conversations with Rochester Adams coach Tony Petrito by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.